Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Bridget, thank you for doing our reading this morning. Rebecca, Pastor Josh, and Adam on the Cajon, man, amazing. Thank you so much. Our youth are up toward the North Shore at a youth retreat this weekend. I want to remember them in prayer as we go to prayer today, so would you join with me as we pray? Lord, you are a God who's not just far, but a God who's near, a God who's everywhere. And Lord, we want to pray for those who are far from us, but you are near to them today. We think of our youth and the youth leaders, Pastor Pete, at the youth retreat, and we thank you, Lord, that you are near to them. And we pray, Lord, that they would experience, each one of them, a special encounter with you this weekend. Lord, for those youth that might not know you, we pray this might be the weekend that they would receive Christ. For those youth that have not yet made you their master, their Lord, and made a commitment to serve you. May this be the weekend for that, we pray. Lord, for our young people that are far from us at school, we pray that you would be near to them, and they would choose to follow the word of Christ rather than the world that's teaching them. Lord, for those who are far from us because they are ill, and they are in a hospital or at home sick, we pray you'd be near to them and minister your health to them whether it be mental health needs or physical health needs, spiritual health needs, emotional health needs, we ask you to be near to them and bring healing and comfort. Lord, we think of our military who might be far from us today, deployed and traveling, and we pray that you might minister to them and be near to them, to offer them a growth in Christ, is there a way? To offer to them comfort and strength and safety. Bring them back to us, we pray, safely. And Lord, as we look into your word, we are near to one another, but we pray, Lord, that you'd be near to us as we look into your word this morning, that your Holy Spirit would speak through me words that honor Christ and words that minister to our hearts for your kingdom's glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'd like to start the sermon by sharing a story with you, a true story, and I want to share it to you through video. So if you'd watch this YouTube video, it's about a minute and a half long. When Derek Carabacini is playing the piano, it's hard to believe there's anything he can't do. And yet, when you meet him away from the keyboard, as we first did in London six years ago, the contrast is shocking. Can you hold up three fingers for me? I can do that. Can you hold up three? I don't know how to do it. You want me to show you three? Yes, please, okay. yes. Derek is a musical savant, 
blessed with an island of extreme talent in a sea of profound disability. Derek was excited to show us the skills that make him so exceptional, his ability to instantly call up any piece of music he has ever heard, like YMCA. Can you play that one? Can play YMCA? <laughs> I asked him to play a show tune. But it isn't just that Derek remembers them. He can transform them effortlessly and seamlessly into the styles of different musicians, like jazz greats. Switch to Oscar Peterson. How's about Dave Brubeck? It's like he's got libraries of pieces and styles in his head. Adam Ockelford is Derek's teacher. He can just whip out a piece book and a style book and just bring them together. It just kind of explodes. Amazing. Derek Peravicini. He is a musical savant, and yet he's terribly physically and mentally handicapped. And his gift seems like an absolute miracle amidst that sea of profound disability. And yet his gift in this reminds me of you, because you are amazingly gifted as well. And sometimes you might feel like you have a disability, or you're not as talented as somebody else, or you have a weakness, or you're not very profound. But you have a miraculous, supernatural ability, which in Christian jargon we often call a spiritual gift. I'd like us this morning to move backwards in our text in 1 Corinthians, all the way back to chapter 12, a chapter we've looked at before. But I want us to move forward in our study entitled, Partnering with God, God in You. And when we looked at chapter 12 a few weeks ago, we didn't look in detail at verses 4 to 7, which I'd like us to look at this morning. So if you have your Bibles or your smartphone or some way of turning to the text, your outline has it on the top there, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6. It says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And notice the the parallelism as I read. Verse 5 says, now there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And then verse 6, continuing in the parallelism, and there are varieties of effects, but the same God, who works all things in all persons. And as you read those three verses, one of the things that sticks out, or should stick out, is that we have all three members of the Trinity mentioned here. In verse 4, we have the reference to the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 4, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. In verse 5, we have a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are varieties of ministries and the same Lord, the Lord Jesus. In verse 6, you have a reference to God the Father. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God, God the Father. So all three members of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are diverse in roles, yet they are unified in both essence and purpose. And often when we talk about the spiritual gifts, we talk about the Holy Spirit, which is accurate. But we fail to realize that all three members of the Trinity, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are active in you. So when we talk about God in you, we're not talking about just God the Holy Spirit. We're talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are in you. And they have given you a spiritual gifting, a miraculous ability, if you will, in order for you to partner with God. And three different words are used of this ability that God is giving to you. Notice in verse 4, it says there are varieties of, and then it says gifts. Often that's the word that we choose to use. We talk about spiritual gifts, but that's only one aspect of it. The Greek word for gifts there is a Greek word, charismaton. And charismaton, you might say, that sounds like the English word charismatic. Well, it should, because the English word charismatic is just the English pronunciation of this Greek word charismaton. And the root of this word charismaton is a Greek word charis. And charis means grace. And grace is something that is unearned. It is undeserved. You can't work for it. It is just graciously, freely given to you. It is a gift. So if you look at your sermon outline there, the first thing I want to point out to you is this, number one on the outline, God has given you a gift. And you could write in your name instead of the word you if you want. He has given you, whatever your name is, a gift And when someone gives you a gift, as we learned from the children's sermon, they expect you to open it. So, the rest of your outline there, open it. Out of God's kind, generous, gracious nature, He's given you a special ability, a gift. He wants you to accept it. He wants you to open it. He wants you to use it. When Derek was born handicapped... No one looked at this baby and said, well, he may be blind and physically handicapped, but look, he certainly must have a musical ability. No one knew that when he was born. They couldn't see that. It had to be discovered. You have a special gift from God that needs to be discovered. How did Derek discover his gift? Well, he literally stumbled across it. When he was two years old, he stumbled across an electric keyboard. Now, He had never seen anyone play a keyboard because he was blind. So he didn't know that you used your fingers. So Derek stumbled across his keyboard, and he began to play it with karate chops, with his elbow, and with his nose. And oddly enough, at two years of age, he was playing a hymn that he had heard at church. He discovered his gift. Now, his gift had to be developed. It had to be matured. He had to be instructed in the gift. Same with you. You have a a gift, and it may be in some nascent form. You're not really sure exactly. Like, I'm not very good at serving, but I like to serve. I'm not very good at teaching, but I like to teach. Well, it has to be developed. His gift had to be developed. But he was born with it. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and became born again into God's family, when you were birthed into God's family, you were given a gift. Now, there's some indication in Scripture God might give you other gifts on other birthdays and celebrate your birthday. You might get another gift later. 
But you have at least one gift that God has given you that is unearned and it's undeserved. You haven't worked for it, but it's a miraculous gift from God to you. God has given you, put your name there, a gift, and he wants you to open it. Imagine how different Derek's life would be if he'd never discovered his gift. He would just be a blind, mentally, physically handicapped person. But he discovered it. And it changed his life, and it changed the life of those around him. Imagine if you die and you've never discovered your gift. And you get to heaven, and God says, How come you didn't open the gift I gave you? Your life would have been so different if you'd opened the gift. Well, your spiritual gift is not only called a gift, but in verse 5, it says there are varieties of ministries. It's called a ministry. The Greek word there, diakonion. Diakonion sounds like an English word, deacon, and you'd be right. We get our English word deacon by just mispronouncing the Greek word. And we get deacon from diakonion. Well, the Greek word diakonion in the verb form, means to serve or to minister. In the noun form, it means you're a servant or a minister. Well, which is it? Well, it's both. A minister is someone who serves. And that's why in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, it's talking about the Apostle Paul, and he says he was a minister of the church. And then in Romans 16, 1, it's talking about Phoebe and I guess because she's a woman, they don't like using the word minister, so the translator says, she's a servant of the church. Well, whether you're a male or female, if you're a diakonon, you are a servant minister of the church. And he says here that you were given a service ministry, which, look at your point number two, God has given you a ministry. And it's for the benefit of others. A ministry for the benefit of others. And so you should serve others. You should serve others. Because a ministry and service go together. They can't be separated. A minister is a servant. God has given you a ministry for the benefit of others. So he expects you to serve others. One way you can know what your spiritual gift is, is to look at your life and see how you're serving other people. You're going, well, I don't really serve other people. (laughs) Well, hello, then you haven't opened your gift. Because part of your gift is for you to use it to help other people, to serve other people. Imagine Derek's gift if he just stayed home and played the piano and never, and no one else ever heard him play. He'd still have the gift. It'd still be amazing. But his life is enriched. Our life is enriched. By hearing him play. There are probably, I didn't count them, but hundreds of thousands of YouTube hits of people hearing Derek Paravicini play the piano. He ministers, he serves for the benefit of others when he shares this gift with other people. And his joy is exponentially increased as is yours when you use your gift to minister to serve other people. God has given you a ministry for the benefit of others, so serve them. And then in verse 6, we've been told that what God has given you is a gift. We've been told that it's a ministry. 
And then in verse 6, it says, and there are varieties of effects. Effects. The root of that word in Greek is the word energia. Energia sounds like an English word, energy. Well, how about that? You do speak Greek. You just mispronounce it all. You know the word deacon. It comes from a Greek word. You know the word charismatic. It comes from a Greek word. You know the word energy. It comes from a Greek word. Now, it's real dangerous to take an English word and read it back into the Greek because the Greek started first. But in this case, it kind of works because the Greek word energia means power. It has the idea of energy. And it's saying here that God has given you power, His power, His energy, His ability in your life. Which brings us to number three. God has given you, and I put it this way in quotes, a superpower. It's not a normal power, it's a superpower. And it's for serving others. He's given you a superpower for serving others. You go, well, I don't know how to do this. I can't do that. Well, you don't have to be able to do it. God is going to do it through you. It's his energy, his power that gives you the ability to be extra kind or extra gracious or extra good at teaching or extra good at counseling or understanding or speaking or whatever it might be. Might be performing some type of miracle. If you can do a miracle, show me, because I haven't seen anybody do miracles, but I'd love to see it. You might have the gift of healing, God's power. God has given you a superpower for serving others, so come to their rescue. Come to their rescue. People need rescuing. If you have a superpower, you don't just sit home and go, I got a superpower. I got a superpower. You know, flex your muscles, you know. You go out. I grew up reading Superman comic books. They cost a nickel back then. They went up to a dime. I couldn't buy as many. And I watched Superman in black and white. Some of you have no idea what black and white is. (laughs) On a TV that when you turn it on, you watch the little dot, you know, you turn it off. You know, it was on two, it was black and white, and our TV, you had to hit it on the side a couple times to get it to work. But anyways, well, you watch Superman, and if my memory serves me correctly, which often it doesn't, but if it serves me correctly, when someone need rescuing, needed rescuing, Superman never said, oh, I'm kind of busy watching TV, I don't feel like rescuing anybody today. He went to their rescue. God has given you an energy, a power, an ability that comes from God Himself. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And He gave it to you so you could serve other people and help them. I find it really annoying when people say, I don't need church. Now, I'm a pastor. I need people to come to church. I wouldn't have a job, okay? (laughs) But that's not the only reason I find it annoying. When people say, I don't need church, it's really self-centered. We need you. It's like my hand sitting over there under the piano, unattached from my body, going, I don't need the body. Well, that's kind of gross and sick, and it needs the body. You know, we need each other. You have something I don't have. I have something you don't have. We share. We serve. We come to each other's rescue. And then in verse 7, it sums up what we've been saying this morning. It says to each one, every one of you, go, no, I don't have a gift. Well, 
Who am I going to believe? You or God? God says you do. You say you don't. I believe God. To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Why? For the common good. Not for you to go off and play the piano by yourself all the time. If you're Derek. It's not for you to serve yourself if you have the gift of serving. It's not for me to preach before a mirror at home to myself. Which I used to do when I first got started, you know. (laughs) To practice. It's for the common good. You have the manifestation of the Spirit. Which is number four in your outline. God reveals Himself to others. How? Through you. That's how God wants to reveal Himself. He puts Himself in your body and reveals Himself to others. His kindness, His compassion, His service, His help, His teaching, His truth through you. Talk about an incredible partnership. It's called the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, manifestation is a translation in every popular English translation I looked up. It's a lofty word. It's a beautiful word. It's a word of grandeur. But it's obscure. (laughs) What does it mean? I mean, go to Starbucks, order your coffee. When the barista says, how are you? Say, I'm doing fine. I have the manifestation of the Spirit. (laughs) And see what they say. They're probably going to say, that'll be $8.95, please, for your small coffee. The manifestation of the Spirit. You have it. What does it mean? Well, the Greek word there has the idea of making known in the verb form, of revealing, of showing, of making evident. To make known, to reveal, to show, to make evident. God is revealing Himself. He's making Himself known to others through you. So the rest of that, number four, is so let him. Let him out. He's in you. He wants to get out. He wants to be revealed. He wants to be made known. He wants to partner with you because God is in you. Let him out. I've heard the story of two popular preachers, well-known, both great preachers, Young lady wanted to hear them both, so one day she went to one church. She heard the first preacher. Someone said, how was he? She said, he is an amazing preacher. He is a great preacher. One of the best preachers I've ever heard. Next week, she goes to the second church service. Here's this other great preacher. Friend says, well, how was that preaching? And she said, wow, we have a great Savior. What an amazing Savior we have. First preacher, she saw the preacher. The second preacher, she saw the Christ. We are given a gift, not so that we'll get the glory, but so that God will get the glory. Derek has an amazing gift, and the fact that God put it in such a humble vessel should make us want to give God even the greater glory. The more humble you feel, the more glory God could get from you. Because it's not your natural ability that allows you to do this or that. It's a supernatural ability. It's God in you. So if you're going, well, I don't feel like I'm very capable. I can't really do this. Well, praise the Lord. Because it's going to be Him doing it 
through you. Because you have a superpower. You have this energia, this energy from God. We've gotten in a terrible habit of forgetting to praise God and look for God in things. We see a beautiful sunset. We go, oh, what a beautiful sunset. As if it has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with God. He's revealing Himself in nature. We look at the beautiful Koalau Mountains on those crisp, clear days when you see the beautiful Koalaus, all their beautiful velvet green and, and their grandeur. We go, wow, those are beautiful mountains. And we forget the God who put them there so we think of Him. And then on one of those amazing rainy days going over the H3 where it's raining but clear at the same time and you see a hundred waterfalls. You go, wow, that's amazing. We ought to say, wow, that's an amazing God we have that's created such beauty. Sometimes when you do something amazing, you take the glory. And God should get the glory. One time a visitor was coming out of our church and she was shaking my hand. She said, wow, you're a gifted preacher. Well, my response must have surprised her because I said, you're right. (laughs) You're right, it's a gift. I don't get the credit. If you are blessed, it's God. It's God working through me. God reveals himself to others through you, so let him. Let him reveal himself. We have a God who can create the most beautiful music through the humblest of vessels. And we say that's a miracle. I can't help to think that God wants to do a miracle through you. No matter how humble you feel today. He wants to reveal himself through you to others. So how do you know what your superpower is? How do you know if it's, you know, flying or, you know, faster than a speeding bullet? You know, how do you know? Well, I'm going to tell you how you can know. Next week. (laughs) So let's pray. If you'd pray with me, I'd like to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You can have a private moment with the Lord. I'm going to still talk a little bit, but would you be an attitude of listening and prayer as I speak? You might be here and you actually don't have a superpower because you never invited God to come into your life. If you're here and you you don't want to go to hell, you want to go to heaven. If you're here and you recognize that you have dishonored the Lord, that you have sin in your life. If you're here and you want your sins forgiven if you want eternal life, if you want heaven, if you're here and you recognize Jesus died for your sins, He paid the penalty, if you recognize that Jesus rose from the grave, He's conquered death, if you want Jesus in your life, ask Him to come in and He will in a heartbeat. Say, Lord Jesus, save me. And He'll do that. If you're here and you've already asked Jesus to save you, He came and brought you a gift. If you haven't discovered that gift or or gifts, plural, say, Lord, help me to discover the gifts you've given to me. I want to reveal you to others. I want to be empowered by you. I want to partner with you to live this life well. Show me my gift. Lord, we want to live for you. We want people to see you in us. 
Help us, Lord, we pray. In your beautiful name, we ask all these things. Amen. Would you stand as we continue to worship our Lord and close our service this morning? If you're here and today or recently you've invited Christ to be your Savior, that's the most beautiful thing you could ever do. We'd love to hear about it. Would you, would you tell someone? Let's worship our Lord. I think the, the power benediction in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 is perfect for closing our service. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.